Well, welcome back to another edition of the Builders Extra podcast on this Tuesday evening, which is slowly becoming Wednesday morning after Purdue basketball uh, just beat the holy you-know-what out of Wright State, 96-52. that sound right? I have my score sheet in front of me, lost track. But it was by a wide margin, and uh, Purdue now heads to his first true test of the season out in Connecticut at the Hall of Fame tournament, Hall of Fame tip-off tournament in Connecticut. Uh, well, they'll play North Carolina and then either Villanova or Tennessee. The North Carolina game is Saturday at 4 o'clock uh, on ESPN News. And then Sunday's game will be either 1 o'clock or 3.30, depending if Purdue wins or loses. Uh, and then it will depend, the channel will depend on what time they play. The championship game at 1 is on ABC, and then the consolation game is at 3.30 on, uh, I believe, ESPN2. Uh, but before we go there, we need to recap a little bit what happened. And uh, Purdue was uh, really, really good defensively in the first half, or for at least stretches of the first half, uh, that took Wright State out of anything they wanted to do. You know, Purdue basically forced them to take the shots Purdue wanted them to take as opposed to the shots that Wright State wanted to take other than the opening three-pointer. Um, I just saw, I mean, I just saw Purdue's defense was, uh, was outstanding, uh, in the first 10 or so, 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. And, um, it's not what we saw in the first couple games, but they really, uh, they really brought up the defensive, uh, intensity, uh, for this game. And if that carries over into, into Saturday, then, you know, Purdue, Purdue has a chance to, to do something special uh, this weekend. Uh, but, you know, they're going to face better players, better teams, you know, better, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be tougher. But, you know, I just defensively, they were really on it tonight. And that, that led to transition baskets that led to three pointers uh, that led to, you know, a dominating rebounding performance. Uh, it led to three post players getting double doubles. Uh, the, the starting center, the backup center, and the starting power forward all had double doubles tonight. First time since uh, 1977, Purdue had three players with uh, with a double double. Uh, but they, you know they dominated from the start. Uh, it was 51-17 at half, and yeah, there were some lulls in the second half, which is expected. Uh, but you know they they just really took it to them defensively. I thought from the from the opening tip and. You had Zach Eady playing well. You had Trayvon Williams playing well. You know, at halftime, the center position had 24 points and I believe 12 rebounds, and Wright State had 17 points. Uh, so, I mean, they just, they really, they, they took control in every every phase of the game. Uh, they really didn't let Wright State breathe. Um, you know, Caleb First was, was solid once again. His first double double of his career, the first of many that he'll he'll post. But I thought he was he was really good defensively on the double team. Um, when when Purdue wanted to do that, he was he was right there, and I you know and I think that that caused Wright State a lot of problems and got him out of their offensive rhythm, got him out of whatever they were trying to do, and 
it just seemed to trickle down from there. And, you know, you get transition baskets with Ivy going coast to coast, Eric Hunter going coast to coast. You know, you're pounding the ball inside to Edie. You know, you're missing one one part of it is that you're you're not afraid to shoot a three pointer knowing that Edie's under the basket and most likely will get the offensive rebound because there's nobody that nobody that can get the offensive rebound other than him because of his size. And you know, Painter said it after the game. Well yeah, Edie he you know, he wears on you for five to six minutes and then Travion wears on you for another five to six minutes and all of a sudden you're just you're out of gas because you're trying to deal with two of the biggest human beings uh in college basketball right now. And it just it's hard it's hard to do. And you know, when you're undersized, it's hard to do. Now the teams that are gonna play this week are gonna have some size inside. They're gonna be stronger. Uh they'll be able to hold up a little bit longer than you know, maybe the first three teams that, that Purdue has played, but the, the goal is the same. You know, wear down those guys inside. Keep rotating Edie and Williams in there and um, let them do their thing. And, um, you know, this was Purdue's best complete performance in three games, and it, it doesn't win them any championships. doesn't do, you know, it doesn't put them in the Big Ten anywhere. It just This was a... You know, I, I I thought this was a really good springboard uh, to go into this tournament. I think Purdue feels really good about how it played tonight, and it should. And now they go in with uh, a high level of confidence. That, you know, they they believe they're a good team because they are a good team. Uh, doesn't mean they're going to win every game. Doesn't you know? Hell, they could go on two in this thing and still come out a pretty good team, uh, depending on how these games play out. So, you know, the excitement level for this weekend, I think, should be high uh, just to see where Purdue is at. And, you know, forget about the rankings. Forget about that Purdue's number six or Villanova's number five or North Carolina's number 18 or Tennessee's number 17. You're going up against quality programs. You're going up against quality players that have a lot of talent. You're going up against really good coaches. And this is going to give everyone an idea of where, where you stand in, in November and the things that, that need to improve. And this is just the first of many tests that are going to happen before you really get in the beat of Big Ten play. You know, you're going to play Florida State after Thanksgiving, and then you're going to play a couple Big Ten games. Uh, then you're going to play Butler, and you're going to play North Carolina State before jumping back in the Big Ten play. Uh, and those games are going to help Purdue as well. But all this is designed to get you to Big Ten play, to see how you stack up, to see, you know, where where the weaknesses are, you know, in the half situations, late game situations. Um, so it's, you know, these, as I said, these are measuring stick games just to kind of gauge where you're at. And, you know, I think right now, in a pretty good spot, but I think the other teams that are coming in this tournament probably feel the same way about where they're at. Uh, the North Carolina's, excuse me, been involved in a lot of close games early. Uh, you know, Villanova, I think, lost at UCLA. Uh, so, it's, um, but I do think this was an important game tonight for Purdue to kind of, jump into this tournament after this performance.
you know, as I said, Purdue had three guys with double doubles, but you know, Brandon Newman came out and hit five threes. Uh, kind of, you know, you kind of forget about that a little bit when the guys inside are dominating the way that they did. And, uh, and you know, Purdue's going to run across teams that have that have some size. They're not going to have the kind of size that Purdue has or the type of size that Purdue has with Edie and then Trevion and then Caleb first. And then on Sunday, you get Mason Gillis back as your backup four player, uh, who's, who's more than capable of putting up a double-double. Maybe not in his first game, but at, at some point, he's, he's more than capable of doing that. You're adding an experienced piece to a team that already has a lot of experience. Again, you know, it's another dynamic that Matt Painter has to blend in with the team, uh, but he's been practicing this whole time. Um, and I, you know, I think he'll, he'll fit into spot fine. I mean, I think we saw what he's capable of doing last year during a, a lot of games and some long stretches. Uh, you know, he's similar to, to Caleb where he can step out and, and take that three pointer and hit that three pointer. And he's going to crash the boards hard. He gives you a level. He gives you a level of toughness inside uh, that you know. I, I I don't think Purdue absolutely needs it, but it's going to be welcome when you get into games like North Carolina and then whoever you play on Sunday, because you need a, a high level of toughness to get through those. There's going to be adverse periods uh, in both of those games, and you're going to have to have guys fight. Fight for things, fight for rebounds, you know, fight for possessions. And you know, I think Gillis is going to bring that, but he won't be eligible to play until till Sunday. But uh, just, yeah, solid performance by Purdue tonight, I thought. It was just, uh, you know, I didn't know really what to expect uh, because would they be looking ahead to playing North Carolina? You know, let's just get through this game and then, you know, we'll turn it up for North Carolina or would they do what they did tonight and really come out and, and ramp it up and get after uh, Wright State the way that uh, they did and kind of you know, send a message to themselves and send a message to everybody that you know they're 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 here they're ready and you know I think they're ready to, to go tackle this tournament uh, and, and see see how it unfolds you know regardless they're going to come out of they're going to come out a better team out of this tournament, even if they go 0-2. And, but, you know, a lot of that, of course, will be uh, how uh, how these games unfold. Uh, you know, what are they are they close? Are they uh, you know are they comfortable wins? Are they uh, double-digit losses? You know, what you know? Just, there's a lot of things that at the end of the weekend you'll be able to sit back and say. Yes, they're a better team in this area, but they're not a very good team in this area. And, you know, the one thing I think you worry about a little bit is turnovers uh, in the guard play uh, from the other teams, putting pressure on unproduced guards. Um, you know, Jaden Ivy, he's a coast-to-coast guy and all that, but sometimes it gets a little a little crazy with, with some of the moves and, and other things. So, um you know, he has to play under control uh, in, in these kind of games. And there's other other players that need to step up and and, and 
play within themselves and not try to do too much and understand what what the end game is here. Uh, you know, you don't you don't need hero ball in these games. You just you just need to do what what you practice to do and then go after it. Uh, you know, because Purdue certainly has the talent, they have the depth uh, to, to compete with any team in the country. But you know, now they have to go out and, and kind of show that they they can do that. Not only compete, but then win the games. Uh, and I think that's important. This is not a this is Purdue's not a young team that you know needs uh, this kind of experience to kind of grow and, and improve. Yes, there are improvements that need to be made, but this year is all about winning. You know, this is this is this is all about winning games, winning championships, and going deep in March and getting to the Final Four. That's what this season's about. And these games this weekend can help Purdue get there. Uh, but you know, this is an experienced team that you know really. They don't need to leave. They don't need to learn from losses. You know, there are some teams that are better because they just haven't been through it when they when they get a loss. But there are other teams that have enough experience that a loss, more than anything, just pisses them off because they know that they're probably better than what they what they show. Um, so, you know, we'll see we'll see how this plays out. You know, I, I wouldn't. Um, you know, I think turnovers is an area to watch. How does Purdue handle the rebounding department against North Carolina, which traditionally is relentless on the boards? Uh, and can Purdue run its offense and get the shots that it wants? It did not have a defense impose its will on them. Uh, that you know, a defense like North Carolina, which is going to have, you know, they're going to be athletic across the board. Villanova's uh, going to be athletic across the board. Tennessee's going to be athletic across the board. Um, so, uh, you know, how does Purdue react when when a team is getting up and guarding it in the grill and not letting it do what it did the first three games, not having it come so easy? And as you know, Painter talked about tonight. You know, he and, he, and he's right. You know, you get the Big Ten season. Everybody knows everybody so well. You know, teams are able to set their defense. So you gotta you gotta go against half court defense a lot. But the difference in these games when you get to the higher level Big Ten teams is where can you steal some points? Is it at the free throw line? Is it in transition? Is it somewhere else where you can steal some points where when you get to the end of the game you have a four, six, eight point lead because you've stolen some points. You if you created situations for yourself where you're able to to not only execute well in the half court, but you know those those two or three plays that you, you got in transition, or you stop them in transition, type of thing. So uh, just a lot of things to watch this weekend, and uh, and I just yeah curious to uh, really curious to see how it all plays out. You know, again, I think Purdue's going in with a good head of steam after what happened Tuesday night. I mean, they understand uh, who Wright State is. and It's not North Carolina. Uh, but Wright State's still a pretty good team from the Horizon League that's going to win a lot of games this year. And But Purdue went out and took care of business. And But I think they're going in with the right frame of mind to this tournament. And we'll just kind of see how that all plays out. Got a direct message on uh, 
Twitter tonight uh, asking a question about basketball. And if you give me one second here, I can try to figure that out. Um, so it had to do with Purdue's depth. It's, it's, uh, has Purdue ever been this deep uh, basketball team? And I, that's a question I, I can't answer. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they've had sure they've had teams that have uh, done very well. Casey Brad. So, Brad, we appreciate your question. Now I'm driving all over the road, and there's probably a cop behind me that's going to pull me over. Um, but uh, he just wanted to know well, the last time a pretty basketball team was this deep. But I, I don't know. I can't tell you that for sure. Um, they've got a lot of guys coming off the bench that, that could start. And when they add Mason Gillis, you're going to have three guys that – that have started games that are returning starters. So you've just got a lot of experience there on the bench that um, that, that you're going to be able to use. And you have Travion who started a lot of games. You know, Brandon Newman started games. Uh, you go down the list, Mason Gillis is going to start uh, started games. Uh, and you've just got a lot of experience there. And when you play you know, the games you're going to play this week, that's where that experience needs to shine through. And so, yeah, I don't have an exact answer for that, uh, where they've been, you know, really 10 deep, 11 deep. Uh, I think it's 10 deep now. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. I wouldn't, I don't know that off the top of my head. I'd have to do some serious homework and research, maybe, one of the one of our uh, podcast listeners can uh, can help out and with a better better memory than me or a better recollection than me from watching uh, Purdue basketball probably a little longer than I have. Uh, so, uh, but it's a good question and we appreciate it. If you have questions, feel free to to get on the the DM machine or you can email and. Uh, we'll try to answer them as best as we can. As uh, you know, always like to give questions and what people are thinking, and try to try to help out as much as uh, uh, as possible as we as we get through this season. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for for this edition of the uh, Bowlers Extra podcast. Appreciate you stopping by. Uh, going to have a uh, football preview of Northwestern coming up. Uh, Later in the week, as we talk to, uh, we'll talk with someone that, from the Daily Northwestern that covers the Wildcats and get the lowdown on what Purdue might expect on Saturday uh, in the game at Wrigley Field. Uh, I'm fascinated, and I need to know how, because I've seen pictures of the field layout and all that. So I'm fascinated and curious uh, how they've removed the Cubs' third-base dugout from the equation. I don't know if they just cut off the top or it's, you know, maybe they have a retractable dugout that I don't know about, which they could. I get that. But uh, that, that, is, that has bothered me and fascinated me at the same time. So maybe we can get some answers uh, from that. And just an FYI, uh, for football on Saturday, uh, colleague Sam King will be covering the football game uh, up at Wrigley Field. So you want to follow him uh, on Twitter. 
on Saturday for updates and uh, other things. And then I will be with basketball on Saturday in Connecticut. So you want to, if you want to get updates and stuff like that, and make sure that uh, I'm on the, I'm on your Twitter machine for both games on, on for the weekend, Saturday and Sunday. So, you know, when you only have two sports guys on your staff, you got to do what you got to do. Uh, so, uh, it's, it's just the way the times are. But anyway, that's that's kind of going to be the, the programming lineup for for this weekend as we try to cover Purdue football and uh, Purdue basketball as as best we can. Um, and uh, hopefully, we'll we'll do a good enough job for everybody. All right. Well, we appreciate you stopping by uh, once again. And uh, again, we'll we'll have another. Another podcast coming up later in the week to to preview uh, Purdue and Northwestern. Uh, Thanks again, and have a good day.